So much has happened since the last time you've heard from me. Oh, what a joy it is to be back. The Biden administration has yet again shown why they are one of the most incompetent administrations in our country's history. And what makes this worse? Our media, like it always does, just drops the story with all the rest. It doesn't matter if hundreds of Americans are left stranded in Afghanistan. Local news comes down as many Indiana school districts are forced to either mask up or pay the consequence. All thanks to Mr. No Spine himself, Governor Eric Holcomb. All of this and more on The Cripe Show. So getting into uh, the Afghanistan debacle and terrible mishandling by the Biden administration. Okay. Brief background. We really don't need to go into details. We've been in Afghanistan for 20 some years. Basically to, you know, we got in there for many reasons. Uh, I'm not getting into that. We should all know, uh, especially if you're listening to this, kind of what, what our situation has been like in Afghanistan uh, and in the Middle East over the past 20 years. But one of the big uh, assignments for us going into Afghanistan was preparing their military uh, for when we were to leave. And then we just kind of never left until now. Uh, we've always, you know, there have been presidents that have said we we're going to do this and then nothing happens. But first off, can someone explain to me how we have the best military in the world, the most uh, powerful military in the world, and they train these troops for 20 years and then the troops, you know, just fall and they get taken over within a couple weeks of us leaving or even us like, telling the world and the Taliban, who is our main enemy over there, what it is. Uh, I don't really have an answer for this. I just, that that's one of my frustrations that, you know, I, I just, it dumbfounds me. I'm not saying in, in any way that there wasn't work being done over there, but it just, as a civilian, it's really kind of shocking. Okay. So we have two ways of looking at this in my mind. One is that the Biden administration had no plan and no organization for their, uh, I guess the U.S.'s exit out of Afghanistan. Okay, that's one. Two is that this is all just a big conspiracy theory. Uh, one could be that Biden, uh, the the whole deep state has been doing this. So then Kamala Harris can uh, implement, or I guess so the American government can implement uh, and use the 25th Amendment to get Kamala Harris to be president. Uh, or, you know, there's other conspiracies out there that the Biden administration has worked out a secret deals with the Taliban and that they uh, are going that way. Both I think are uh, too far fetched in my opinion. I know a lot of people that I uh, look up to that believe these things, but I just can't get on board with this. It sounds, it sounds too fishy to me. Okay. So why this was one of the worst things that a, a, a presidential administration has done in the last 40 to 50 years. Why, why is this such a no brain question of if this is the most embarrassing thing, the most, uh, I guess probably the worst thing that a, an administration has done in the, uh, in our recent history. All right. Fact number one, fact number one is that Americans were left behind. According to a, a, a article from the Wall Street Journal uh, from yesterday, September 7th, 2021, there are approximately 100 to 200 Americans still left 
in uh, Afghanistan. This Wall Street Journal was titled, U.S. Working with Taliban on Flying Remaining Americans Out of Afghanistan. All right. Why are we leaving a country? Why is our military exiting a country before all of our citizens are out? Since when do, did we become a country that leaves its own citizens behind? All right. Getting into something even different than the Americans that were left behind and just the poor planning on, on the, the Biden administration's fault for not simply stating the fact of we will not leave until everyone that we know that is an American citizen wants out. We will not leave until then because the mission is not done. It, it's very sad. And, it, and it's really, really sad that Joe Biden himself has come out and said that this is such a great success. Uh, and we, we, I think he even mentioned in, in his uh, press release that we, uh, this is a huge success because we have evacuated over 100,000 people and it's never been done before in our history. But yet the job's not done. There are still people left behind. It is not a success if Americans are still left behind. You don't leave people behind. When did we become a country like that? Our society and our culture has already gone that way. I can see it even within, you know, our the modern sports. Teams don't care about each other. It's just a group of individuals. But when when is, is our military gone this way? When has this changed? Another thing, uh, kind of tying in, you know, Americans left behind at a, at a not at so big scale, but our allies were left behind, right? And before you go and say, oh, well, well Trump, like, like Trump left the Kurds. I already know. Yes, I, I, I attacked Trump for this when, when this all happened, when uh, we were leaving. And we just really left all the, uh, the Kurdish military uh, to fight for themselves and get taken over by uh, Turkey. We, Trump did the same thing. We turned our back on our allies. And that is not something that I believe American uh, history shows. And that's not what the American way is, is not to turn our back on our allies. All right. But, but we have left many, many allies there. And I'm not saying allies as far as uh, the Taliban or not the Taliban, the Afghanistan standing military. But there are hundreds and probably thousands of people who have given intelligence to the U.S. military uh, and other people like that who are going to get killed for helping out the U.S. military or for helping out the U.S. This is a known fact. We have known for many years that the terrorists of the Taliban do not show any sympathy and act like animals when it comes to getting what they want and revenge, all right? I know you're not supposed to compare human beings to animals. I know we're not supposed to call the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, a dog because it's dehumanizing somehow and inoffensive, but that's really what it, it is. Tying this in. All right, from a political article from the 26th of August of 2021, titled, U.S. officials provided Taliban with names of Americans, Afghan allies to evacuate. U.S. officials in Kabul gave the Taliban a list, a list of names of American citizens, green card holders, and Afghan allies to grant entry into the militant-controlled outer perimeter of the city's airport, a choice that's prompted outrage behind the scenes from lawmakers and military officials. Okay, need to go no further. If you didn't hear about this, uh, basically the Biden administration gave the Taliban, a terrorist organization responsible for the brutal murders of thousands and thousands of people, over the past few years, 
a list of names of people that we want out. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with this is when did we ever negotiate with terrorist groups? Why are we a nation or negotiating with terrorist groups? That is not how we, we should be ran. That is not what a strong, powerful country does. You, there's no arguments that I see to negotiate with terrorists. There is none. You do not negotiate with people who behead Christians in the street, who behead people for simply living or, or have green cards in the U.S. You do not negotiate with people who throw gay people off a building strictly for the fact that they're gay. You don't negotiate with people who shoot females who were police officers dead in the street strictly because them being police officers and being female goes against their agenda. This is not something that you negotiate. This is not something that the most powerful and most technologically advanced military in the world does. It's pathetic and it does not show strength, but it shows very much weakness by the Biden administration. But really, what can you, what can you, uh, like, how, how can we even think that the Biden administration and, and President Biden him, himself would show strength and, and power? All right. The man is literally told. And this is, this is not just one an example from one press briefing. The man has openly said that he is told when to speak and when not to speak and who to speak to and what questions to answer and when to turn his back and just walk away off the stage. Right? This does not show power. As much as people want to complain and bash on Trump, at least he showed power. At least he showed the Syrians a few years ago. Who said who who were uh, getting you know too close to one of our uh, battleships? I think it was or an aircraft carrier out in I forget what sea it was. Um, but you know he said basically a few years ago that if you if you keep po poking the bear, the bear is going to come back. And what happened? President Trump bombed a uh, a air base in Syria. Stopped the whole thing. Why do you think that Trump was able to get so much done foreign policy wise? In, the, in his four years in office, more so than really any president has done in the last 20 or 30 years, really since Reagan, his foreign policy and what he did uh, to secure peace. Side side note, though, I'm not, I'm not going to get into this debate on whether Trump actually did that or whatever. I'm just saying Joe Biden does not speak power and authority and leadership, which is all three big traits of what a president of the United States should do. A CNN article uh, from July 21st to 2021 is titled Taliban fighters execute 22 Afghan commandos as they try to surrender. All right. This is CNN. You go on this web, you go on their website, you look at this post, you can see the pictures of the, of the 22 Afghan commandos, all right. Military men hands over their heads with a firing squad behind them. Okay. This is in July of 20 uh, of 2021. Okay. This is who that we are negotiating with. An amnesty.org account from August 19th of 2021 is titled Afghanistan, Taliban responsible for brutal massacre of Haraza men, new investigation. Reading the first two, par or first two paragraphs. Taliban fighters massacred nine ethnic Haraza men after taking control of Af Afghanistan's Ghazna Providence last month, Amnesty International said today. On the ground, researchers spoke to eyewitnesses who gave harrowing accounts of the killings which took place between the 4th and 6th of July in the village of Makarat, 
Malista district. Six of the men were shot and three were tortured to death, including one man who was strangled with his own scarf and had his arm muscles sliced off. This is who the United States government is negotiating with. A Reuters article from August 24th of 2021 is titled, UN Rights Boss Says She Has Credible Reports of Taliban Executions. Quote, the UN Human Rights Chief said on Tuesday that she has received credible sources or reports of serious violations by the Taliban in Afghanistan, including summary executions of civilians and Afghan security forces who have had surrendered. Well, no dip, Sherlock. This is not some new group that we just don't even know anything about. <coughs> continuing, continuing on. Michelle Bachlet gave no details of the killings in her speech to the Human Rights Council, but urged it to set up a mechanism to closely monitor Taliban actions. Yes, please. You know what we really need to do? We need to use the UN, which is the most pointless grouping of countries the world has ever seen. To closely monitor, you can't see me, but I, I am using quotes with my fingers. Closely monitor the Taliban to see if they are, are doing acts of human atrocity, human rights atrocity. Yes, this is what we really need to do. We need to trust the UN Human Rights Board, who allows for over a million Uyghur Muslims to be locked up in China specifically because they are Muslims and a minority. And yet we've known about this for years and we do nothing about it. The UN uh, Human Rights Council does nothing about it. Bolsonaro, the president from Brazil, is on the like, – if you look at the, who's on this council, this UN Human Rights Council, and what atrocities their countries have done, you'll clearly see that this is all just some political like cigar club for the elite in our world. But this is what we're going to do. We're not going to do – we're not going to have any sort of action against these animals. We're just going to – we're going to closely monitor this. We're going to allow the Taliban to be on Twitter. Jack Dorsey is going to allow the Taliban to be on Twitter, yet the duly elected president of the United States of America is not allowed on because he somehow stoked a, uh, a vicious uprising that killed nobody. Yet, yet, yet the Taliban – who, like I said, all of this stuff that I'm reading you, there's tons more. We all know this stuff. We all know that the Taliban doesn't just sit back and say, well, we took over Afghanistan after 20, 30 years. We're just going to sit back and, and, and rule peacefully. All right. Reports came out that an eight-month pregnant police officer got shot, like I said before, specifically because she was a woman. She got executed by Taliban militiamen because she was a woman working a, a police officer's role reports of, of kidnappings reports from the same UN article saying that the Taliban went door to door kidnapping young girls to marry off to their, I guess who knows what, how sad is that? Where are all my social justice warriors now? They're nowhere to be seen. They're too busy complaining about how much privilege I as a white man have in the United States. This is the real world, though. We're, this is how pathetic the real world and, and you know, the, the United Nations and, and getting back to my main point, the Biden administration ultimately then leads into our country. This is what we are going through right now, and this is how we are handling ourselves, and we are a laughingstock to the globe. There have been multiple people high up in the British uh, government and a lot of other European governments that have been like, 
so dumbfounded by this atrocity and and the, the poor planning looks like no planning the poor organization they're really just hey we're gonna hightail it out of here of the biden administration it is pathetic and it is not how our united states culture our country and everything that so many people have fought for this is not how we conduct business Okay, I, I was going to mention at the beginning of my uh, Afghanistan uh, conversation that, you know, I, I don't think with a – we can look at this and, and the, the mess up of the Biden administration in Afghanistan. We, we shouldn't, you know, compare what Trump did or we shouldn't compare what Bush did or, or Clinton or Obama. Okay, because that, that just gets into, well, Trump did this, so it's okay. Like I went back to the Kurds. You know how Trump left the Kurdish people – and our and our allies there to really get slaughtered by uh, the the Turkish government. Uh, we can't view you know our allies being left behind. Of, uh, how, how Biden did that to Trump because bottom line is they both were just terrible examples of what leadership uh, and morality are. Okay, so I I looked at this as as bipartisan as I could and just took the facts. All right, and showed hopefully showed you how pathetic it is. And why I truly believe that the Biden administration's mishandling of the Afghanistan situation is one of the worst mess-ups that a presidential administration has had in this country in the last 50 years. Okay, so what are the uh, small but significant stories from the past week? A New York Times article, I'm just going to read the headline from today, September 8th, 2021, says, A collection of leading health and medical journals this week declared climate change the greatest threat to global public health and called on governments to respond with the degree of funding and urgency they use to confront the coronavirus pandemic, end quote. We don't even need to get into the argument of climate change real, what climate change looks like, regardless of that, Okay. What many conservatives have been saying this whole time now, and I don't know what exactly these medical journals and leading health journals are, um, but the fact that the idea has been thrown around that the government overreach and the power that the, the federal government, state government, local governments have enacted because of COVID and the grave threat it's been. To say that, that we are going to say that we need to do these same things to face climate change is absurdity. I guess we're going to have a grand quarantine part two now. Uh, maybe the quarantine will look like I'm not allowed to eat beef on Wednesdays because cows are bad for the climate. Okay. This is a terrible thing and a terrible way to go about effect, uh, getting effective climate change resolution and, and uh, I guess legislation passed is threatening to Tell or is for you know doctors and the government to threaten on the civilian people that we are going to use these draconian government overreach powers that we have given ourselves and not listened to, but we're going to make you do it anyway in the name of climate change. Over the weekend, a, a snap story from somebody I went to high school with uh, had a caption on uh, uh, their video titled "At All Men." They went on to say, I am better than you. I am just D-A-M-N better than you. 
end quote. I think that it's funny in our society that, you know, a female can come out and say this. And really, like, if there's backlash to that uh, that person, you, you know, typically it's, it's through a DM or a, a text like that, that, you know, the, uh, the the female will just put on on their story or however they're posting stuff. Oh, like, oh, like, look at, like, look at this, like, example of toxic, toxic masculinity, blah, 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 blah. Like, you're so, like... You're so uncomfortable with it in your in your own skin that you you can't take criticism. Blah blah. blah. I think it's pathetic that you know if I put on my story, I am better than you, and put all women and and you know basically put terrible crap that doesn't need to be said. That's just so generalized. Uh, there would be backlash, and really the, this all boils down to when you say and when you're snarky and say I'm better than you, and, the, and when you group all men as animals you really just mean like what the media and what uh pop culture over the past decade or i guess uh de- past 50 years has really said and that is that that men all we want is to eat meat drink beer and have sex that is really like what you boil down like this stereotypical male extremely white male you know generalization to is that that's all you care about and i think it's sick I think not even disregarding the double standard. I just think it's sick that people in our society are like that, like hateful towards men or female or whatever, just in that general way. Some good news for, uh, to leave you all with tomorrow, the NFL season takes shape, kicks off. I'm so pumped for this. This is, uh, you know, uh, without having fans in the crowds last year. Uh, it's going to be a great year. I'm looking forward to another a great year of Packers football. Uh, I do believe that this is the year that we finally win the Super Bowl again. We have the, the uh, star power. We have the role players. We have the fans. We have everything. Oh, wait. I forgot one thing. We have Aaron freaking Rodgers, baby. It's going to be awesome watching him uh, finish out his career in Green Bay. Not saying that it's going to be this year. Uh, but, but finish out his career in Green Bay with at least one more Super Bowl title. And uh, you may never know, maybe another MVP trophy will be awarded to him as well. Packers uh, go undefeated in the regular season and go undefeated in the playoffs to become the second team, other than the 73 Dolphins, to win every game in their season, including the playoffs. Sadly, this is all we have time for this week. If you're not subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or, or wherever else you listen, please subscribe if you enjoyed the show. To recommend topics or to ask a question that will be answered on the show, please email me at sittingwithseth at gmail.com.